episode 153 got preacher man fitzsimmons dr tim fonder and the one the only the renaissance man of bustle with the boys j p hoover let's, let's go, go. Dude, what an intro. That's epic. Hey, anytime we got guests on, especially of your caliber, we got to hype them up, man. We got to let the people know who's on the pub. Hey, you've been... Dude, that definitely life. that definitely fired me up. Good, good. That's what I want. We want the internal goosebumps going, a little war Parker's, pain on the face. Parker's our hype, man. Yeah, I try to bring it, you know. Tim and I just kind of sit back. We just, we just dabble when we need to, but we got Parks to hype us up. <laughs> Uh, hey, dude, that's awesome. For our listeners and watchers who don't necessarily know know who you are, uh, tell the people, man. What like? Because t- to me, obviously, I know you. I'm a big Bustin' with the Boys fan, Tier One style, and like. But there are probably people who don't know who you are. Go ahead, let the people know. Yeah. So right now, I am the producer for the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and as you can see in the uh the bottom left or bottom right of the screen i'm also a friend of hasbulla which might be more important (laughs) than anything else i've ever done in my life um but yeah man i just i I pretty much just handle all of the most the content you see from bussin whether it's clips or vlogs or really just kind of any of it and obviously the other guys on the squad help me out too but that's kind of my my gig right now Dude, and you guys have been crushing it. And how long have you been with Bustin? What, two years? Dude, literally, yeah. I think uh, I just got a memory on my Snapchat. And tomorrow will be the two-day or the two-year anniversary of me moving to Nashville. Shout out to the boy. Shout out to the boy. That's what's up, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, you come from South Carolina. We're, we're North Carolina guys, so we won't hold it against you too much. But uh, I mean, I'm in Columbia right now. So yeah, he's in the thick. Of oh, it. for real? Yeah, just finished grad school, so I'll be moving soon. Oh, but, uh, but, I, yeah. I went to South Carolina. Yeah, I know. I saw that on your bio, which is kind of funny. I was like, oh, I was like USC. They get a big. They got a big like sports journalism program. Yeah. I, I've I've seen a lot of people kind of feed through there. Actually, one of my buddies, yeah, working, he's working at ESPN right now, which is which is kind of wild. But it, it, yeah, yeah, so there's no, something they, about something about USC sports is. Is where they feed through, dude. Yeah, it's they're they're starting a new program too. The program that I was in wasn't really the greatest for like the things that are kind of popular now in today's world, but they're I mean they got nice like nice facilities and all that stuff. And uh, Columbia is just like a good time. Yeah, it seems like one hell of a time. It's, it, like I feel like culture's up right now. Like women's hoop's been phenomenal. Spencer Radler. Maybe lead them to an SEC title here. We're feeling good about it. like there are a lot of hype in Gamecock Nation. Nah, <laughs> dude, people. Spencer Spencer Rattler has been uh, he's his name's been getting floated around, and if he has a good year, he could be first round draft choice yeah. next year. And I'm buying all no. the everything that everyone is selling on Spencer Rattler. Oh, yeah, I love it. Buy some of Fit stock because I'm Fit selling. selling. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm selling all my stock on Spencer Rattler. So. <laughs> Hater. I can't wait to Hater. see you go, bro. All right, we'll see it. We'll see We're going to clip this and then come like January, we'll like fit. Do you remember this? Oh, OJP, all the stocks now. Yeah. See, I, I hate that. We we always do that. And then oh, I've, got the, I've got the egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we got receipts, baby. That's what it's all about. Uh, so you come from South Carolina. Did you play any sports growing up or anything? Yeah, I did. Um, I want to make sure – 
yeah. before I go in too much. Am I lagging on y'all? It's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. But not too, too bad. Is it frozen no. at all? No, no. It's just like a, like a three second delay. Got you. Yeah. Uh, my, my, on my screen, it's, yeah, now it's it, tripping now me it out. So tripping I just want to make sure. But yeah, dude, growing up. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, dude, this happens to Tim every week. So I keep going. Or you, uh, you want me to try to open it in Google Chrome? Uh, you're good, brother. It's, okay. it's the struggle of doing a podcast virtually. So, so dude, 100%. But sports I played. We did uh I played everything growing up, bro. I did I did swim team, I did football, basketball, soccer. Those are the three I played football, basketball, and soccer in high school. And then uh grew up playing all the other stuff. And then kinda like I mean on social media I talk a lot about tennis, but I didn't grow up playing tennis. I didn't I got into it like kinda later when I was working at IMG Academy because it was big there. So that's kind of, but I, I'm a, I love it all. I, I consider myself one of the most diverse sports fans in, in the yeah, country. Dude, the, the, the amount you post about tennis, I'm like, this dude had to grow up playing it because you don't just like hype up tennis and get into it like later in life. Like typically you don't. So you're kind of an odd baller, which is awesome. It's great. Dude, it's, it's just super fascinating to me because in the, in the eighties, it was in the seventies and eighties, like it was the sport. Those guys were <laughs> rock stars and a lot of it had to do with like Americans being like at the top of the game, but then uh, there was just a drop off, and it was kind of a dude that repped a lot of the top tennis guys was David Falk, who was Michael Jordan's agent, and he left tennis. He got with Jordan, and obviously Jordan is one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. And then out of like something about that shift with him and Jordan and everything, like just fascinates me about the sport. And I would, it would be cool to kind of bring it back to a little bit of what it was. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You just, you, you learned me something, man. That's, that's what life's all about. I yeah, had no dude. idea. That's awesome. Mm. Holy shit. It's nuts. It's nuts, bro. Um, you said you worked at IMG Academy. A, how was that? B, is there actually schooling involved at IMG Academy or they just produce machines 24-7? <laughs> a, it was, it was yeah. good. It was good experience um you get to, like you get exposed to a lot of different a- athletes whether it's pros training there or some of the kids coming up um but i will say it's definitely run for for a business more so than like the well-being of the of the kids like it's a lot it's a lot that there's a lot of stuff that they miss because everybody knows of img for all like you know the guys that make it to the league whether it's in football or basketball but outside of the top athletes in the country it's also the richest kids in the world that go there so like i'm talking about kids from south america are at img like for safety reasons because of whatever their parents do over there and so it's just like a there's like guys to img the side everybody sees and the side everybody kind of doesn't see yeah man um and as far as the schooling goes it depends on who you are if you're if you're the top guy, you know the schools like set up kind of like college. There they either have AM sport or PM sport. So if it's AM, they do uh, they'll do like all school from eight to twelve, and then all sport from twelve to six, and then vice versa. But dude, I mean, if you go there, like you're guaranteed to uh, to gain like twenty pounds of muscle in, in the first semester. Jeez, damn dude. <laughs> So it's what Bish- Bishmore uh, Sycamore was trying to be, 
and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they then they played them, and it was no, <laughs> yeah. no good. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, you know, how did you how did you get your start with bussing? Walk us through that process because going from IMG Academy, and I think you had another stop in there as well, if if I remember your bio. But um, yeah, tell us about that journey. Yeah. Um, so it was after IMG, I moved to uh, like Boca Raton, Florida. And I was just kind of, I went out there with the idea of, well, like IMG just kind of mentally burned me out. So I went out there with the idea of, hitting all these different tennis academies because i started doing some some work with them with the players that train there and south florida is just a hub of tennis so i was like let me just make this move go out there with some of these connections i met at img and try to like make something shake and i moved over to i guess i was in weston technically at the time and uh i was like knocking on tennis academy doors meeting some players and everything and uh and going to yeah, the academies and it just wasn't like nothing was sticking and it didn't make sense to me. And I was like slowly kind of starting to run out of money. So I was like, I got to, I got to figure something out. And this was around like the holidays. So I had gone back home and in my head, I'm just sitting there thinking, brainstorming and uh, MMA is big down in South Florida. So I wonder boy, Steven Thompson, he's from my hometown and he's a big UFC fighter. So I'm like, I got to get into this. Like, I'm a UFC fan. I reached out to a friend of a friend of a friend that put me in touch with Wonderboy, and he's like the nicest guy ever. So I started, I like made a couple videos with with him. So when I went down to back down to Florida, I could go to the gyms, show them like, hey, like I have some credibility. I've done stuff with Wonderboy, and sure enough, like we make the videos. He's like the greatest dude ever, and come back down to Florida. I go to knock on the door of American top team, which is where like George yeah. Masvidal and Dustin Poirier and all these like just savages trained. And I'm so scared. <laughs> and, uh, it was like kind of during COVID stuff still. And the dude like literally just op- barely opens the door and he's like, what, what do you need? <laughs> I'm like, I like try to give him my quick 30 second <laughs> elevator pitch. And he's like, I'll go, let me go talk to the manager. He leaves for like five seconds and then he comes back. He's like, yeah, we're not interested. And, and he shuts the door. I'm like, man, this guy, there's no chance he asked anybody. <laughs> um, so then like the, the, the competitive side of me is like, let me like, let me see if the black zillions, cause it's American top team versus the black zillions was like the big rivalry in MMA. So I'm like, oh yeah, like screw top team. I'm going to, I'm going to go try to find this rival. And, uh, Sure enough, I come across them. First, I go to the wrong <laughs> gym, and it's still like some people training. And the coach was like the nicest guy ever. And something about the MMA community is it's it's super small. So you know one person, you know one like high level coach, you know you know every high level coach. And this guy was awesome. His name was Daniel Mendez. And he, what I was doing, he was like, "Oh yeah, like this is what you're looking for." But you know, we would love to we would love to work with you here. And it's like a hole in the wall gym where like when Kamaru Usman comes to town, like he'll go stop in there to like get some jujitsu in and stuff like that, um, which is dope. But I go over to the Black Zillions, which is now Killcliffe mm. MMA. And that's like Michael Chandler's team and all of that. And Gilbert Burns. And I walk in. The first dude I see is the guy that's working at the smoothie stand. His name's Ray Sherwood. 
And, you know, I, I'm like brand new. Basically, I go in, I'm like, hey, bro, this is like, this is what I'm trying to do. I know the, the guys train here. Like, you know, you think you can introduce me to anybody? He's like, oh, yeah, like, let me see your stuff. I show him some stuff. He's like, bro, they train at at 4 p.m. And at the time it was like 1 p.m. Probably he's like, come back around three and I'll introduce you and we'll we'll get you rolling. It turns out Ray owns that the smoothie shop in there. And he's like a oh, super dope entrepreneur of mind. And he became like one of my good friends. Nice. But I I show back up and the fighters are starting to walk in, and you would have thought Ray knew me for we were like <laughs> lifelong friends. He's like, oh, y'all got to meet my boy, JP. He just moved down to Florida finally. Like, he's nice with the camera. Like, y'all need him. Y'all need him, man. I'm telling you, just trust me. And uh, so, you know, one guy, uh, Scrappy, Dustin Lampros, who's also one of my great friends now, he's like, yeah, I'm down. Like, you, this guy's worked with Wonderboy. Like, this is dope. And uh, so then I got in with Scrappy. And Scrappy introduced me to a whole bunch of other MMA fighters, UFC fighters, and also with Scrappy, I, you know, we be, we're starting to become friends. We go to lunch together after training. He's like, oh, bro, you should come over, whatever, whatever. And Scrappy is like, Scrappy lives with Supreme Patty, <laughs> the dude that used to be, or that's the, the Instagram guy. Yeah. And I like walk in, I'm like, yo, what in the world? Like, <laughs> how, how is this happening? And, uh, Patty's like one of the best guys ever, like super good dude, very mellow. Like I know when he was blowing up on Instagram, he was doing all the crazy stuff. Yeah. But he's like super mellow guy, super nice guy. And I was like finally picking up traction with all that stuff. And USA Boxing calls, they're like, hey, we'd love to do some contract work with you. So I like had just got to the point where I was basically breaking even on my money, or like pay rent, pay food, pay my other bills. And I didn't have much left over, but like I had, you know, I did it. I, I broke even. I felt good. I was, felt confident about myself. There was like an opening. I, you know, I met Michael Chandler once during this period. I still didn't know about busting with the boys, but then my friend from town, he sends me Will's, Will Compton's Instagram story. And is like, uh, he's like, bro, you should apply for this podcast. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like, let me go to their page, and I'm sure I have the same first reaction as everybody else when they look at Will and Taylor. Like, oh, like, yeah, these dudes seem awesome. Like, these just seem like the the boys, literally. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll apply, but I'm probably not going to get it because my resume doesn't look probably like a lot of these other people's resume that looks for this caliber of job. And uh, I applied for that, and at the same time, a UFC job became available. And I like obviously love the UFC and I'm thinking like the fighters are talking about, they'll put the word in for me. And I'm like, I'm probably going to get the UFC job, which would have had me move to Vegas. And that was just where my connections were. But my girlfriend, at my girlfriend, still a current girlfriend, she was living in Nashville. So in my head, I'm like, oh God, like, I really hope I only get one of these so I don't have to make a decision because <laughs> I'm more familiar with the UFC kind of knew what I was getting. And then in Nashville, it was like, yeah, like it looks dope. And Nashville's cool. My girlfriend's there. But like, you know, at the end of the day, I only know what I see on YouTube of these. And I went through the process with them both. And like halfway through the process, I'm still thinking like, yeah, as it's going on, I'm like, I'm probably not getting this bus with the boys job, but for sure getting the UFC job. And Patty calls me. I hadn't done any videos with Patty. He's like, bro, are you free today? 
and I was doing some busting with the boys project for the interview that was taking me forever. And I'm like, oh, crap, like, what do I do? Like, I'm, I really want this job, but at the same time, this would be like great exposure with Patty and I could use a little bit extra cash. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to go with Patty because the job isn't like a sure thing. And I go with Patty. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to this gym. I'm working out, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's dope with me. Like we can, we'll make, make some fire. And he's like, you ever been to this gym before as we're riding over there? I'm like, nah, I've never been to this one. Like, is it dope? He's like, yeah. Like, uh, the, the dude that owns it is like the man he's super nice, hooks it up and we pull up and Patty gets on the phone. He's like, yo, I think we're here. And then out comes Antonio Brown. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, no shot. <laughs> And this is before AB's crazy. This is before Vontaze Burford hit, right? Oh, man. It, I mean, it's after that. Um, but, dude, AB was like the nicest guy ever. And, uh, like, he was just so welcoming. He FaceTimed Tom Brady, introduced us to Tom Brady. And it was just like, it was crazy. And But in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, snap. Like, I'm about to have this on my page. This probably helped my busting with the boys thing. And uh, so I like try to crank that video out. And then ultimately I don't get the UFC job. I make a final round of both of the interviews. Don't get the UFC job, but I get the busting with the boys job and then move to Nashville within like, like three or four getting the job. And that's kind of how it all, how it all happened. <laughs> Dude. Wow. It, it, everything works out the way it's supposed to, but what a wild ride of like, mm. Cause I've been there before. Like I'm definitely getting this job. Mm-hmm. I, that one's mm-hmm. cool and all, but like that's that's what I got my eye on. It's it's a no brainer. Like I feel like life's just funny, man. It's just karma. It just flips like that, and that's but that's awesome. That's a really great story, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Open to to making some pivots. Open to other opportunities because you never know what it what it will lead to. Because even busting with the boys at the time is definitely not what it is now. And now it's just like. It's crazy. Some of the stuff we get to do, it's like you dream of that stuff when you're a kid. It's like yeah, a kid's like, sports. For real. And like two years ago, I think you guys might have still been still in power from the, the RV place next door. Like it was still <laughs> not even close to what it is now. So it's, that's awesome, man. And you're absolutely right. Be willing to be flexible and, and you never know what life's going to throw at you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of those adventures you've gone on. You know, it, you guys have had some incredible guests some you've gone to some great spring tours and some events and stuff what's what's kind of like your mount rushmore of guests for busting with the boys Ooh, mount rushmore, mount rushmore of guests <laughs> dude <laughs> i feel like yeah mount rushmore uh let's see i yeah so I, I won't have to rank them which is good we'll definitely put we'll definitely have pat mcafee on there because mm. uh like in high school I, I started to get into kicking and punting because i played soccer too and so Pat was like the dude that you were watching. So like definitely a, a role model from the athlete standpoint. I didn't really follow too much of what he did um, it's in the media until like, you know, yeah. later on. But meeting him was like really cool just because I felt like I'd followed him for so long yeah. as advertised. Like him and his whole crew were just at, at, as advertised. Like nicest guy, super charismatic. Like, you know, they – there, there's no big leaking going on ever. So we'll definitely have oh, him yeah. on there. And shout out to him. He just um, got paid. My two like sleeper got oh, Yeah. A dude, golly. Got paid. He he oh, saved ESPN yeah. too. <laughs> I've I've been on the train of like death to ESPN um, for a while and until that announcement. And I'm like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I'll put my knife away for right now. Mm-hmm. Dude, me too. That's definitely how I 
I was like, I, and I couldn't wait. I'm like, oh, yes, they're finally sinking. And then, of course, Pat McAfee just saves yeah. the day. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean um, But I'll take comedy. So I, on my personal one, I have Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon, oh. who I think are two of the funniest people that we've had on the bus. Um, and then the la- there's four people on Mount yeah. Rushmore, right? Yeah. So the fourth one... Oh, dude, I always feel like I forget, like, a classic. It, whoever you forget, we're going to send this Also, off. go based so, on. Just, just be ready. Uh, you never had a house of Bula on? <laughs> yeah. No, we never had a house of on. <laughs> Stressing the boy oh. out right now. <laughs> oh, man, it's so tough. Yeah, let's see. Number four. Um, it's It's got – it's between – any of Michael Chandler's podcasts and Rob, Rob Tunyon. Cause Rob is like, Rob's mm. just super cool. And his like story is dope, but Rob, like he treats everybody at the back of the bus, like the best. I mean, so does Max Crosby. Oh God. Um, maybe I'll go with Mike, Mike Chandler, because I'm a big UFC fan. Mm. I, I knew who he was. I'm a big MMA fan. I knew who he was. And now that I like, I would say that like we're friends, Mike and I, it's like, oh, it's always like kind of a wild thing to me when if I just get like a text message from him and it's just like, oh, Michael Chandler. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this, yeah. is, this doesn't feel real at all. It, everything Mike is about is pretty on par with the things that I believe in and my beliefs and things I strive for. Like, I just think Mike's an extremely solid guy and like he's a he's a good role model. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give them uh, – those will be my four for now. That's cool. Th- those are great four picks, yeah, especially since Mike's been there since kind of your, your come up with UFC and stuff. You said, yeah, I mean, he was there from almost day one, so that's that's dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, your dream guest – I can give you a couple here if you need to, but like anybody like – I know Kay Adams, Instagram Live. We've seen it. We want that to happen. Kay, get on the boys' Instagram Live. But anybody besides Kay come on the bus that you like, that'd be dope as hell. Yeah, I'm I'm confident we're we're getting yeah. close with K. K. K's been playing hard to get. Which, all, it's all it's a know, game. That's how that's how yeah, that goes. Cat and mouse. <laughs> yeah, and you and you don't lose until you quit, right. and I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. <laughs> so <laughs> I will say, oh yeah, easy, uh, Shaq oh. for sure. Oh my gosh, dude! Because one, the 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 optics would be hilarious. Shaq just like trying to fit on the bus. <laughs> And dude, I mean, like, doesn't love Shaq. Like, Shaq is just the funniest guy. He he seems like the best dude. He's like always buying single moms, like like grocery, school supplies, all that stuff. And him on TNT, it's just like I've I've loved Shaq since I was since I can remember like following sports. Yeah. So that Shaq would Shaq's my number mm. one probably. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Shaq's my number one. That's, That's a hell of an answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Kyle, I will I will say this. It may be this is not the greatest timing, but also Conor McGregor would be on my list. <laughs> That's a good one too. Have Have you seen the new Netflix documentary, McGregor Forever? I've seen one episode. I, I and it was good. I haven't watched the other three yet. Say, I just I just watched the first one today when I got home from work, and I was like, oh, I'll crank it out real quick. It's good. It's good. Tim and Fitz, I'd put it on your watch list. Okay. Uh, any questions for JP before we yeah, hop into sure. NBA talks? Mm. Yeah, JP, when's the uh, pickleball coverage going to start up? I've been <laughs> waiting on it, man. 
Dude, pickleball coverage. I have I have something in the in the works that I still need to discuss with Will. So so don't th- this can stay in, but don't clip it out and put it on social okay. media. Um you know, did do you follow pickleball? Uh I just play it. I'm not a very close follower. So there's a guy named Jack there's a guy named Jack Sock who's a tennis pro tennis player and he just switched over to pickleball or he's like playing both. But uh, we are we have a tennis podcast, and we'll be covering a little bit of pickleball. But we have that in the works to hopefully start in July. So the pickleball coverage is coming. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> go. Now, hey, JP, do oh, I need man. to clip this out when we release the pod? It's, it's YouTube live, so I can go back and clip mm-hmm. that out later. But mm-hmm. um, oh no, you okay. can leave it in okay. the YouTube. Okay. I just don't. I need to, I need to have a conversation with Will. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want me to start the conversation for you. I hear you. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to craft something up. I love it. Fitz, right, any also, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, quick question. So you just casually like named just a bunch of athletes that you know we watch, you know, every Sunday or we watch daily. So like, I just got to know who who have you been most like starstruck of? Like, have you met and you're just like. This this is not real. Like, am I actually meeting this person? Fangirl. Yeah. Yeah, fangirl. I mean, dude, it's it's crazy because I always imagined like that would happen. I've been starstruck one time in my life. I didn't even meet. I was just like at a, the Miami Open, which is a tennis tournament, and Roger Federer walked like oh. within five feet of me, and I legit just like froze <laughs> up. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like it was like almost like he was floating. I was like, geez, I don't deserve to be here. But I like, dude, dude, all of those people. I definitely would have been like that with Pat, but he's like just super disarming immediately, like super warm and all of that. Um, and that's how a lot of the guys are. It's, it says a lot about Will and Taylor. Like they just attract solid people. Um. I think one that could be slept on just because it, the name is so big and it was kind of it's like surreal to see him in person. But then again, you see him and he's a smaller guy and like looks extremely normal in the heart junior. But like that name is just like uh, it's iconic name. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I was not expecting but, that. That's a good. Those are good answers there. Yeah. I noticed the NASCAR shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> that's good man i don't we'll, we'll be we'll be bad we'll be at the race I, I don't know i'm trying to think of a question um just kind of just kind of off the cuff here for me my my columbia curiosity what's the best place in columbia and then i guess throw in nashville i don't i'm not very familiar with nashville uh like as far as what like a, like it could be like a food, looking for best like food, food or best, scene, best bar food scene atmosphere just like a spot that you're like just embodies a good time in either place yeah this the spot that embodies a good time in columbia is for sure jake's oh yeah and the jake's in five points jake's is, yeah bro yeah jake's yeah. is just That's a good jake's one. is elite and then yeah. uh in nashville Man, I like I like going over to East Nashville. That's where Jack and Garrett live. Right now I live in West Nashville, which is like right by Vanderbilt. But East Nashville is very like um it kind of gives off a little bit of a college town vibe, but 
man, I, I one spot. There's like a lot of great restaurants and bars in East Nashville. I just went to this place, Lakeside, for the first time. Jack and Garrett go a lot. I went for the first time, and it was a really dope bar. Because, you know, Nashville gets hyped up with Broadway and everything, so it's cool just to be able to, like, hit a neighborhood spot. So just area of East Nashville, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Where do all the uh, the all the bridal, pa- bridal parties happen? Is that East or West Nashville? Or is that just all Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mainly just, like, on Broadway, right in downtown, but... I wish it was a, uh, if it was Thursday, I could literally turn my computer screen around and my apartment is like right next to a pretty much just a complex of Airbnb single Thursday bachelorettes just come flowing in <laughs> and it's, it's nuts, but yeah, they're, they're everywhere in Nashville, <laughs> more, more in West than East though. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been there a couple times and like it's it's definitely over 20 you see every single weekend. Like it's just it's it, I don't I don't know what it is about Nashville but it's the capital of just bachelor bachelorette parties and bachelor parties. Wild. I think it's just bachelorette. I don't I don't I never yeah, see bachelor no, parties. It's there. insane. It's definitely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depends, yeah. what you're looking for. It's true. Hey, uh, all right, we're going to turn our talks to the NBA here. And I know you're a big Heat guy. You're feeling good about it, JP. Um, you know, our picks, I, I will have to put some egg on my face here. I was the only one who picked the Knicks. I thought New York had one more round in them. I should have believed in the New York curse, though. Um, Fitz, you're running away with this thing at 9-3. and three. Uh, Devin's at 9-3 yeah. with the two. Just of that Philly pick, I mean, the Yeah, what a stupid pick. I, by thought, you. I, was, I <laughs> thought I was sneaky, man, and I, I was ahead and everything, and – that's what you and the get. Celtics came back. Yeah. Um, but looking ahead of these finals, man, like we got NBA or we got Boston, Miami. It's going to be, uh, that's going to be a phenomenal series. Denver Lakers look like it's going to be a blowout. Lakers made some adjustments second half and, and it seemed like Lakers might have Joe kicks number. Uh, we'll see if they capitalize on that going into game two. JP, I, I know you're taking your heat here. How, how close of a series we got between Celtics and heat. The the Heat will do exactly what we've done to every other team. We'll we'll beat the Celtics in mm. six, and after Game Six, all the articles will will be the same again. One day they'll say, "Oh man, uh, the Miami Heat are the hottest team in the NBA playoffs right now. I don't see who could beat them." And then the next day, when we're playing the Lakers in the finals. The, the pre thing will be the Miami Heat have a 1% chance of winning the NBA finals. <laughs> and then we'll do exactly what we did to the other three teams, three franchises. We'll beat the Lakers in six. Yeah, you think Lakers coming out from the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. L- Lakers will come out from the other side. I think, you know, I th- everybody kind of had the same feelings about last night. And I, I think the Lakers missed a lot of shots that they'll probably make in, the, in these next games. But what's, what kind of scares me is – I believe the Lakers and Celtics are tied for all-time championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know the NBA and the refs will be pushing for that. <laughs> so if the Heat don't make it, just oh, oh, it was the NBA's we're fault. We're starting here. Okay, all right. All oh, right. man. So we were having a good conversation, right. JP, and then you had to bring that in. All right. See, I think they're trying to push um, – I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I think they're trying to push the theory that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son, and we're going to get to actually see Jordan versus LeBron. I think that's the narrative Ooh. that – that might be brewing. 
Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Man. <laughs> Do you that's, know this theory, Tim? That's you an actual it? theory? Yeah. This is a theory. There's oh a theory. Oh, my gosh. That, that Jimmy Butler was conceived um, <laughs> by Michael Jordan banging his mom in Dallas, basically. <laughs> what? Uh, not even – like, that is legit the theory. It is, yeah. Oh my because God. like there's something about when he was born like nine months before Jordan was in a series against the Mavs and and he looks you know he looks very identical to Jordan like if you look at their face oh and you gosh. know and then just this playoff run <laughs> I mean this Jimmy Buggins is just he's just MJ 2.0 uh. so I'm a, I'm a firm believer JP have after- you heard this before man I I have not heard that theory and I I was with it <laughs> up until we try to say that they look similar. <laughs> they do look that, similar. That, that one. <laughs> like, I mean, he's no, not, bro, he's not, not Michael similar. Jordan, but he, there's like a, there's just like a, a piece of Jordan that might be in Jimmy. I don't know, or man. Jimmy's Jimmy, 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 oh, oh, oh. Jeez. It's, it's just a theory. I feel like Jimmy's thinner <laughs> in the cheekbone. If it happened on a, now if, if Mike, if MJ conceived on the night of a game seven, that it would it would be hard to deny. Yeah, <laughs> that Jimmy Butler could be his son, but we'll see. I mean, you know, if Jimmy if Jimmy Butler secures this, um, if he secures this championship, he this I'm trying to say because Dwayne Wade 06 NBA playoffs to me is a top finals is a top finals performance of all time probably top oh man top three and jimmy if he was able to pull off a championship with this team and the injuries he might he might bump d wade out of there damn well there was there was something about when he dropped 50 in the playoffs that was something no heat player had done you know on that list of of braun and d wade is that jimmy stands alone as that you know granted you know, maybe yeah. maybe they didn't have to put on their team on their back as much. I mean, D Wade maybe a little bit in 03 probably would have been the best chance, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just uh it's just interesting. And Jimmy yeah. Jimmy's ahead I do, of them. I would like to point out uh yeah. Well there there's one other thing that I do I do need to say about Miami Heat that a lot of people that the reason, like you know, how it said there was the graphic that was the Miami Heat have a three percent chance of beating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that enough people are taking into account that we haven't even played Udonis Haslam yet, and we've still been running through teams. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> is is Tower Hero supposed to come back? I've heard that too. That Tower. Nah, Hero... they, they said maybe. Like it, if they make it to the finals and okay. what? Basically, no. Okay. Because you guys aren't making the finals because you can't. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I hope you keep kicking against us because clearly it's gone well for us in the past. So we're right. we, we don't need any more All support right. than we already got. Touche, touche. Uh, Fitz, who do you take here? You taking Miami, you taking Boston? Well, before, before, he, uh, before we'd started here, Tim and I were dabbling in – Steve Ashburner's five takeaways from the Celtics uh, series over the Sixers. <laughs> Basically, I just gathered that the Sixers suck. So I think that it wasn't so much Boston looking great as it was Philly just kind of sucking. I'm going to stick with, I mean, again, I just, 
Hey, I said it last week, beginning of the season, I picked two teams to be in the finals, and it was the Heat Nuggets. So I have to stick to my guns on that. So I'll, I'll take the Heat in this one. You taking Nuggets too? Yeah, go ahead and lock Nuggets in too. Dang it. Haters feel me, baby. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, you, I got to play the numbers game because Evan's in the lead. So I'm going to tell you my picks, then I'm going to tell you who I really want to You want to pick? You want the right picks or do you want to try to <laughs> – so, so my official picks for the pickums, I gotta go Celtics and I gotta go Lakers just to oppose Fitz. I'm pulling for the Heat because imagine this: imagine Jimmy Butler, he's he wins the championship. He goes, "This is this is for you, Dad," and he holds up a picture of MJ. <laughs> how how amazing would that be? So, officially, it's gotta be Celtics Lakers, but I'm pulling for the Heat and the Nugs. He wins on Father's Day. Shouts out his real dad. Oh, man. That's a story. That is a story. <laughs> instead, of, instead of a gender, <laughs> it's the NBA. NBA. We'll get Maury out there. You are. Trophy. The father. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm taking Boston, baby. Jason Tatum is unstoppable when he wants to be. That's been the problem, though. It's like some nights he shows up, other nights it's like, what? who the hell is this kid? Um but Celtics, I feel good. I love our energy. Jason Brown and Tatum, I think they're they're rolling. And they give me nuggets. I just – they're dangerous. They're scary. Um, and I'm a LeBron hater, so I can't do it. Sorry. It's JP, you gave me a look there. I'm sorry. I just – I can't can't get behind LeBron. What, what part of LeBron? I think just – so I, I'm originally from, like, Kentucky, Ohio area. And then just – I don't mind him leaving Cleveland. Just the way he did it. Where he just took us out on a nice oh date. My oh my gosh. And then he turned his back on us. <laughs> the scars run he deep. Had Anderson Bear Town. Yeah. And he came back. It, it doesn't matter. It's like your and girl cheating on you shit. saying she's sorry and coming back. It, it's the cert's still there. The scars still show. Man, you really wear that on your sleeve, brother. I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll but this is, you know, a lot of people will say this. A lot of people always say, I, I don't like how he left. So I guess that you don't like him raising millions of dollars for the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Oh, oh. Ah, damn it. All right. All right. Oh, man. JP, this is my show. You can't clip bake me into my own show. <laughs> LeBron's a good guy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's talk. We talked a little bit about it. Let's talk Doc Rivers getting the boot. He's, he's fired from Philly after three seasons. It's a little surprising to me, but it goes back to what we talked about uh, last week. If you don't win, you're out. And it's, you know, you look at that record, 153 and 84, not a bad record. Joel Embiid, MVP, had the Celtics up, you know, up until game seven and then kind of have a game seven blowout. To me, I think he, he earned one more year, but if you win – you keep your job, and if you don't, it, it's just the the real sports world we live in that you've got to win now. Uh, JP, any thoughts about Coach Rivers here? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I think it just – like the NBA has to be the most cutthroat yeah. business when it comes to head coaches. Like, I mean, dude, the, the dude from the Raptors, didn't he win coach of the year and then was fired? And then – The Bucks um, head coach? The dude from the yeah. Bucks, even – yeah, like it's just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I couldn't believe it. And it's kind of like, well, who do you go get? And I don't know enough about the assistants, but like 
it's hard to find good good coaches in any sport. And Doc is like definitely a solid head coach. So, man, I I feel bad for these NBA coaches, dude. I could not handle that stress. Like, oh, we almost made the conference finals. I'll be back next year. Life's good. Got an MVP. <laughs> back your shit. We'll see you later. It's crazy. It crazy. Yeah, and it's like the thing that blows my mind is okay. So this is the third year in a row that they've made a decent run in the playoffs. You know, one of your players wins. MVP. So like I feel like not enough and maybe I'm just I don't have my the you know the pulse of the sports or the NBA world but I feel like Embiid Embiid is not taking the brunt of this and he was like what 5 for 18 for like 15 points or something like and then James Harden too he he didn't do much so like I feel like Doc just really took the sword when it wasn't quite necessary for him to. So I think it goes to JP's point. NBA is just cutthroat. It's just ruthless. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Rivers mentioned like ball. I thought it was weird that he mentioned ball movement was like a regret, at at least in game six of just like, we're not moving the ball enough. Even if Harden shakes a guy, you know, there's still, there's still bigs in front of him. Like he still has to deal with this. And, and I just found myself wondering, like, is this just the Harden effect that I think Mm. anytime Harden is, it's like, how do you, how do you move the ball with with Harden? How do you move the ball with with some of that stuff? And I don't know. It does feel like Rivers is yeah, kind of, get, kind of getting the short end of the stick. When I feel like it was just collectively, they were not they weren't up to snuff. They just weren't playing on the same level the Celtics were. So yeah, I don't know if that's Doc's fault. Maybe maybe it was just Doc. Just you know, he he liked that Celtics green and. You know, had flashes of of Paul Pierce coming out of the tunnel, <laughs> and just Another you know, he, and back in the garden, just like you know what, we just got to give it to him. I'm doing it for my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of doing things for their people, NBA dumb boy John Morant. Like I don't mm. know what's going on with this cat, and you know, I the the one time, okay, yeah, you learned your lesson. Uh, at least I hope you did. Obviously not, though. It, you know, he shows the the gun on his friend's Instagram live video, which then it goes to show you what type of friends you get if if you're having to hang out with a with a handgun. Now, there's a whole argument. He's allowed to own a handgun as long as it was registered to him and that type of stuff. So he technically break a law. So I mean, there's there's all types of things you can do. I just think with the spotlight on him, what's gone on this past season, and like the Pacers bus thing, and then punching a teenager in the face and showing a gun, like he's got to be smarter than this. He has to be, whether it's his gun or not, whether he legally owns it or not. You got to be smarter than this. I, I think this is just your your dumbass move of the week here. What's JP thoughts for you, dude? I think did, did you guys happen to see uh, Kwame Brown's oh, video? Uh, and you know it's bad when Kwame Brown's coming after you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, but. Dude, Kwame Brown was like, he was spot on with all of the stuff. Yeah. And dude, it just doesn't make sense. And and people on Twitter have been calling uh <laughs> they've been calling John Moran Clarence from Eight Mile because he <laughs> he does come from a good family. He went to like a private school. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, what what are you trying to prove, man? Like it's I w- I would love to see what his like what the vets uh i know memphis is a kind of a young team but i wonder what like the vets in the room have said to him what those conversations are like and like where this is stemming from like why do you want to live that life so bad when literally never in your your life have you lived 
like yeah. in that way. Exactly. Um, I don't. Know, bro. We need Coach Carter. Coach Carter's the only one that can save him right now. <laughs> yeah, we do need Coach Carter. I know, dude. <laughs> we need Ja to give the our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest <laughs> yes. fear is that we are powerful. Mr. Cruz, Mr. Moran. <laughs> our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. <laughs> uh, all-time great movie. Yeah, maybe you're off my team. <laughs> uh, Tim, how, yeah, how, how many how many uh, suicides do you think Coach Carter would have? <laughs> oh, John <Ramsey? laughs> at, at least two hundred for each bullet that's in the clip. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, Damn. same Jack. This this just I don't get it. Like, I think I texted the group and I was like, you can't make this up. Like, what? what's he doing? You have, like, I know last season there was this big, not a push, but there were people saying, like, oh, yeah, Jaws. Jaws going to be the new face of the NBA. Like, he's like he's a great person. He's doing all this. And, and I don't know. I don't think the NBA wants the face of their organization waving a gun around. And it's – gun laws aside, like – that's just not a good look for the NBA. That's like the NFL. If someone was waving a gun around the NFL, like let's say there's an Instagram live of like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patty Mahomes doing like a TikTok dance and like, he's got a gun or something. It's like, Whoa, this is, what are you doing? I just don't get it. Cause I mean, he's got it made. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm speechless. Kind of. I just don't get it. Well, it's like, you know, and I saw it. It's funny. Cause JP, you mentioned that guy that was Jordan's agent. And I just remembered, I was like, oh, that movie Air, the the Jordan movie. I think someone plays that dude that you mentioned. Um, but there was a, I haven't seen the movie, but I just saw a scene kind of floating around. And it's basically just talking about how they're going to, they're going to love Jordan at the beginning. And then they're going to do everything to like bring him down. And I feel like John Morant has just brought himself down. Like before he's even made it to the top is he's just kind of self-damaged and, and he just, I don't know. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's pressure. I don't like pressure to like, to be like the, the next Michael Jordan or something like that. But, you know, it, it is fascinating that because he's bringing himself down, there is a chance for redemption. There's a chance for him to kind of, kind of work his way back and, and people hopefully are, are forgiving and can move on and won't be trying to bring him down. Dog. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dog, he was in a redemption arc. What do you mean? He can't, <laughs> like, you can't re-redemption arc it. Like, you're already in the redemption arc, and then you just wave uh, the gun around. Like, you're right. You're right. I'm sometimes you have to go rock bottom, come back up, and then go rock bottom again, and then to come yeah, out. Like, right. like a double tap, right. just hit it twice. Pop, yeah, just pop. Uh, yeah. You're Jeez. right. It's like skipping a rock. You just need that little, uh. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right, Tim, you love a good conspiracy theory. And this this comes from your Detroit Pistons. Ooh, you guys got right, shafted. Let's go. Oh. You go from the worst record in the league 
and it seems like mm. the sure lock for number one pick. Now, the New England Patriots of the NBA, the Spurs, <laughs> get the French guy. Of course wow. they do, right? They have the biggest international market there is. They get the first pick. Pistons slide all the way down, down to five, thanks to the mm. curse of Isaiah Thomas pretty much. Uh, Tim, I, I feel bad for you, man. How, how do you feel about this? Um, I'm kind of torn. You know, I never, I never thought about how you, how you made. It. I mean, sport, the Spurs are very well-known international organization, right? You have Manu. Yeah, I mean, you have all Manu these classic Parker. players. Yeah, all these classic players. So I guess it makes sense. Now, I will say this is like the third or fourth year in a row that the Pistons have been like this high in a draft, and so. Um, good luck, Spurs. We'll probably see you again next season. Um, <laughs> it'll probably be another scenario where somehow we get shafted. But I'm not too upset about it. I I mean, I'm not a big fan of the NBA draft anyway. I, the whole setup. The whole setup just doesn't do it for me. But yeah, Who needs a draft, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> JP, any, any thoughts you- on this? Are you buying the stock in the – collusion yeah i'm always i'm always down to buy some, <laughs> some collusion um i don't i don't have much much info i don't really keep up with the the pistons too much but i do try to keep up with with popovich because i'm one of the few people out there that i believe popovich always needs the best player in order to be able to be successful oh my god oh, and, okay. oh that's absurd we could say, "Oh my gosh!" All we want, <laughs> the Spurs are. The Spurs. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's go! Oh, the Spurs suck. They haven't been good since Kawhi left. And all I know, and I know I'm gonna sound like a homer, but I'm. This is kind of an objective thing. If Eric Spol- that that doesn't happen with somebody like Eric Spolstra, he can win with a whole lot less talent than I think a lot of coaches in the NBA. I think Tom Thibodeau is another one of those guys too, but. Popovich, we'll see what what Wemby is like, but I don't know. I've never been sold. <laughs> That's a good point. I love that take. Love yeah, it. I think it's a terrible take. I, I think he got it done. Like when you think of the two thousand Spurs, I'm not talking about the Kawhi Spurs, okay? Because I tell, I tell me who was Kawhi, on the two thousand Spurs <laughs> because I do think the Kawhi Spurs is similar to kind of like what D Wade did with the Heat in 05 is like you had all these good you had these great players you know like you know maybe like hall of fame type players kind of at the end of their you know the twilight of their career but you know you had this young unproven star that was just kind of emerging and i feel like that's what the spurs did with Kawhi is they had you know duncan and all those guys at, at their you know at the end of their time but in the 2000s i feel like Tony Parker wasn't getting the love that he got in the 2010s. I think Manu wasn't getting the love that he later got. I don't think Bruce Bowen was getting the love. I think it was like Tim Duncan, who was Mr. Fundamental. And he pro- I don't think he was as hyped up as people were. Oh, he's whatever. He's too slow and he's not this. I don't know. I mean, he was. But I, I do hear what you're saying because Duncan was that product. Is is He was kind of that guy. But I'm just basing it off of like, I don't know if he was the guy. I th- I feel like it was like they didn't have Kobe. They didn't have Allen Iverson. Is there were other players in the league that were that were like making a lot of noise. But the Spurs were the best team of that decade. 
because of what they were doing together. Like they, I think they walked so that the Warriors could run. It's like their style of ball was basically what the Warriors do without three pointers. And I don't think anybody would do uh, that. I, that's where I credit Pop. I, I think you don't get that without Popovich. That's my take. And obviously, it's two great things coming together. Okay. It so. is that the Spurs, they had great players. Tim but Duncan. I think, Popovich, I think Popovich also enhanced those players, and it was just a perfect match. I mean, you, you can't say it's one without the other. David Robinson was David also David Robinson the was also there. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we got we got four four nba hall of famers on one team yeah it was all pop though it was all pop it wasn't all pop but he's a, he's but a also, key piece for that eric spolstra does not win four champions I, and, and i don't mean these guys <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no bro. here we go <laughs> No way! He just said that. Spencer don't win with four Hawks. We saw what we saw what he did with three. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I think Pop's like a horrible basketball coach. Obviously, he's a good coach, but I will say to one of your other points, uh, I think the Suns walked before the Warriors ran. Mm, I think the Suns were see, yeah, Steve Nash and Stoudemire and all them. They played way more like running gun. Mm-hmm. So I refuse to give Pop credit for the Warriors. <laughs> so That's in fair. JP's world, Popovich is the worst coach to ever grace the NBA, and he should be fired next. That's what was what we heard, right, boys? All right, uh, I'm just kidding. Well, why why isn't he held to the same standard as, as Dr. Hey, Pop Pop did coach Steve Kerr too. So you, when they do a when they do a doc on the Warriors, I'll be curious to see what Stur- Steve Kerr says about uh, Pop's influence. Did did he did he coach Steve Kerr on the two thousand San Antonio Spurs did he? team? I think he did. Did he not? I don't know. Yeah, I think he did too. He so did. dang. Yeah, another guy on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, All right, we're, we're gonna transition to a little hockey. I don't know how much hockey you watch, JP, but you're you're in the middle of Smashville with the Predators down there. Um. Hockey Town, it, it kind of got ups and down. It seems like Nashville, the past couple years have been a little rough for you guys. But before, I feel like things were running, especially when Taylor was just chugging from a, 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 a huge, I don't even know what type of fish that was, but that was awesome. Yeah, catfish. Catfish. Um, Dude, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I don't know anything about hockey. I I try to keep up with some headlines. I that while Nashville was a hockey town, I was living in yeah. Dallas. At, I think maybe I was living in Dallas when they were when Nashville was running it, and That's then I was in Tampa when the Lightning were good. But only thing I know now, I go to the same church as Roman Yosi. I think that's how you say his last name, and he is an extremely good guy. I really like him, and. Uh, uh, yeah, about Sidney Crosby. Uh, you yeah, know, all there you guys. go. Perfect. That's, you sound just like us. That's pretty much how we are. <laughs> uh, here's our pickums, real quick. You know, me and Devin are tied at the top seven and five. Obviously, strong records there. Uh, and then Fitz and Tim 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Tim's also at seven yeah, five. I, I, I clawed back. I clawed back. Yeah, sorry. Hockey's not my sport. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's that. any of the three of us usual here. Um, but looking ahead of this series, Canes, Panthers, Knights, Stars. <sighs> Look, we're all from the Carolinas here. I think we put our swords down from the NBA talk. I think we'd all say, let's go Canes here. <laughs> it's the Canes to lose at this point. The Unfortunately, JP! I can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, there, there, there's a stance that I take being from South Carolina that I do not have to be a fan of any North Carolina team just because it's it's another Carolina. That's fair. I hate the Panthers, so I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I hate the Panthers. Okay. Hey, we found common ground. That's that's good. Mm. good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. All right, so you're taking the Panthers, JP, huh? I got Panthers, yep, and then I have my pick for the other side as well, but I'll, yeah, I'll let you tee it up because I might need right, some stats. Right. Mm. Mm. Tim Fitz, I'm taking the Canes. Yeah, I'm going Canes too. It's Man, I did not want to come across the Panthers this postseason because they are like as red hot as you can get. Yeah. Um, but I, I still got to pull for the Canes. The heart says Canes, so let's go. Mm. And I, I thought about pulling a Tim and just going opposite, but I I think that would be throwing at this point. I I'm gonna take the Canes. I'm gonna. I do think the Canes will win. <laughs> Way to just lay down and show your belly there. Uh, I really appreciate you giving up <laughs> the Bedums. <laughs> well, I think I can still I can still come back. You know, I just have to zag on your next pick. Hopefully they're identical. Ooh, ooh, and then okay. I zag and then and then we'll make the finals worth like three points or something. Yeah. We'll make it we'll make it competitive. Uh West, you know, Tim, you're a big hockey guy usually. Who do you got here? Knights or stars? Um okay. My heart's saying knights, but I'm going stars. Um I watched. I actually was able to watch Game Seven between Stars and Kraken, yeah. and Stars are just—they're uh, very aggressive. On uh, their defense is interesting. So, like, if you contrast East and West, uh, like the Canes, for example, they're a very good defensive team, but they can push. They have spurts where they can push up the ice. Dallas is like all systems go. As soon as you touch the puck, all five players are just gone. And uh, that's scary, but I think they're actually going to take – I think it's going to go to game seven, but I'm I'm going to take the stars here. Mm, I like it. Dude, shout out the crack house. I really thought they had him <laughs> in them, and I was really all in on Seattle for a second. Where do you want me to go? Hey, what do I have to pick? Okay, I'll go. go. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like golf i'm i'm hitting from the back right so now you just whooped my ass in nba but it's fine whatever i'm just kidding uh you know i i've got i'm gonna go with stars too tim i think you're right um the knights haven't impressed me they've played down to a level of competition i think a lot of it where dallas is like i don't things are clicking there's a lot of momentum they're scoring a lot they're playing aggressive defense they're flying everywhere their line changes are crisp and clean Give me the stars. I think they punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. Give me the Knights. All in. <laughs> I'm all in on the Knights now. 
I'm not going to lie. I thought, like, if you just had those four teams lined up, I'm probably like, ah, Kane stars. That sound that seems like the the Stanley Cup final. But no, not anymore. All, all in on the Knights. JP, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, this is the Pickham's trophy. It's been sitting on my shelf for quite a while. So who, who should have like it before NFL? Who should that someone forgot to mail to me? No, see, I'm about to win the NBA and hockey, so then oh it's going to stay up here for another year. Oh, my gosh. So I'll just I'll pour some champagne in it when the Stanley Cup finals are over. JP, don't buy your friends trophies because they they won't mail them back to you. <laughs> Dude, I respect that. Thank you. Thank you, Dude. Man, I knew this was going to be a good podcast. I appreciate you. Hey, if they if they want it, they they can come. <laughs> right, <laughs> you can take from Barry's cold dead hands. All right, it's the principle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, all right, JP, who taking the West here? Oh, based off of I, you know, prior to uh, hearing Tim's explanation, I was going to say Vegas, but now I'm riding all in with Dallas, and I will claim them as my team because I lived there for six months and I've been to a Dallas Stars game, so. Oh, nice. Dallas Stars winning the Stanley Cup final. You grew up in the Carolinas. You refused to take them. I hear you. Six (laughs) months. That's good enough for you. South Carolina. South Carolina. I said the Carolinas. I didn't say North Carolina. But that's what we need to change. No no more of that. (laughs) We got to put the line. Yeah, that's the point. That's it. Last topic, and then we'll do our random question and our bets, and we'll get out of here real quick. JP, I don't know how big of a video game guy you are, but NCAA 14 was like – the epitome god tier of video games, especially on the later consoles. I mm-hmm. I can't imagine a pregame in college without some NCAA on the screen, Tim. Like I think that's what we did every Thursday, Friday night. You pregame, you play a little NCAA mascot mashup. You do a little somersaults with with Otis from Syracuse. Yeah. It, it it was awesome. Then you wake. <laughs> Then you wake up hungover on Saturday morning and Fitz is doing his my career mode. That's right. Yeah. Apartment. Many times I walk out of my room with, and there's with, Fitz uh, with my guy Yolo Yolo Swagtron, wide From receiver, <laughs> Old Dominion. Yep. <laughs> like Larry Fitzgerald. It was awesome. Uh, it's coming back 2024, and they just announced that with on one they're going to. Uh, allow likeness of players. So now instead of number eight from Texas, it's going to say Archie Archie Manning from Texas. As long as they f- agree to it and they feel into it, they're going to be compensated for this, which is awesome. I think it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, you got to you got to get these kids some money. I, I'm a big fan of the NIL deal. I think this only betters the brand, and I hope every college athlete gets gets in on this. But I, I think it's awesome for NCAA, and now we don't have to depend on someone who doesn't have a job to make a roster and then download it. Hopefully it's already in there for you and it makes life easy. JP, how do you feel about this? Dude, it's epic because, I mean, thank God the game is coming back. Like you said, it's just how many great bonding moments did you have with your friends slash arguments with your friends or fights with your brothers or all that stuff, dude. And, like, there's nothing better than the the career mode, like – with Mick, Mick Swagatron or whatever his name <laughs> was. Yo, that, like, YOLO Swagtron. <laughs> yeah, YOLO Swagtron just brought me back immediately. And, uh, dude, I don't like I, – I haven't had a game system with me, like, since 2018, but I seriously would consider getting one again to play NCAA. And it's dope that they are paying the players for it. Um, I think it would have been funny – if in the beginning they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like 
you guys can be in it if it's cool with you. Like you just have to sign this sheet of paper. There's no compensation because <laughs> I think every single player probably would sign the paper because who doesn't want to be in a game? Yeah. Um, but it's dope. I mean, they deserve to get paid for that kind of stuff. And I can't wait for it to come back. I'm, yeah, I'll probably get a game system again. Yeah, I think it's a really good point because, like, who doesn't, like, get mad and there's the career mode? And you obviously name it after yourself. You look at yourself. And then you make the funny ones afterwards. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be in that game. Only only funny <laughs> ones for me. Tim Fitz, thoughts for you guys? Yeah, this is great. I mean, this is exactly why uh, they stopped in the first place was because there was issues over the likeness of players. Um, and the fact that we've had this, like, Wild West of NIL – and these collegiate athletes able to make some money off their name. I mean, yeah, this is kind of the next logical step. Um, instead of EA just, you know, making money off these student athletes, uh, they get they get a cut of it, which I'm all about. And it's still not going to change my, you know, Parker, you kicking my ass in this game. I, I was terrible. Like you can only be beaten like like 50 oh so many times before you just give up. So I'm going to have to like do some cheat codes or something on you, but I'll be ready this time around. I got your number. I'm telling you, the triple option was undefeated. And that the RPO in later years. Oh, anyways. Yeah, just a great game. I, I always thought the gameplay for these were was actually better than Madden. It was just a lot of fun, even though I prefer NFL yeah. over college. I thought the gameplay was, was a lot more fun. I want them to go all in on the like the student athlete situations again. Remember when it was like, you know, player one didn't go to class. What do you do? And like you could bench him for a quarter or just play <laughs> him. But then there was always like consequences for playing. You just but play him. I think I just want the players to have fun with it. Like where it's like Arch Manning was out partying last night. Like what do you do? You know, it's like just just go all in with the player likeness. That would be my. I don't know if they'll do it, but that would be my my desire. Just like make dope. it fun, make it realistic, make it silly too. I love it. Uh, all right, JP, we got two more segments here. One's about betting. I know Bet the Bus, it, it grew in popularity last year. Hopefully you got some good betting tips for us this weekend. If not, we're just going to say, hey, off the top of the dome, mm-hmm. who are we putting some money on? And uh, don't worry, it's huge money around here. It's only five bucks, so relax. <laughs> I stopped I stop putting money in. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we've been on a cold streak, Except so JP, for, we're hoping you're going to bring some good vibes to us. That's what. Except we for those finals picks. Final picks. I put a beer. Money. Put a beer on Nuggets and Heat at the beginning of the season, so yeah. we're still waiting to see what happens. I I was talking last week. If that ends up being the finals, you know, you gotta you gotta put in money on the underdog at that point because I'm, you know, I'd be. Getting money either way. Exactly. All right. So we can do any day, JP, you want. We'll fit your schedule here, brother. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you give us the team, you give us the sport. We're throwing money down on it. We're going to put it on the pub parlay. Oh, gosh. I need to see what's going on on Friday. This is this is always the way the best parlays come out. So anytime we do our homework, and like we've done our research, 98% of the time they're going to win. Never, never plans. So <laughs> it's like a dead run. We just always on trying. a win. Yeah. Let me see what I can about, find. It's all about gut. And, and while JP's looking, Tim, y'all got anything off the top of your head? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I got one. All right, you guys already know. Uh, does it? Well, does it matter what day? Do we? Does, do we have a preference? Well, on what you, day? Picked, you, you picked. You picked the day. Doesn't matter. Well, the XFL's over with, so like it's, it's it matters now. <laughs> you know, before I could just pick any XFL game, and the, the bets were already out. 
And by the way, you were the hottest on your XFL picks until it mattered. I know. I know. Who would have thought the Renegades would beat the Defenders? Oh, my God. (laughs) What happened? The Defenders just crapped the bed. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I'm flexible here, but JP mentioned Friday, so let's do. I'm going to do Friday. Uh, I'm going to go my Houston Astros over the Oakland A's. The um, Astros are back. Give me the Astros, baby. Let's go banging on trash cans, reading signals. The AI chat chatbots are coming next. Give me the Astros. <laughs> I love it. Mm. All right, I think I got yeah. one. We'll do. Uh, I'm gonna put y'all on some tennis games, and we'll do on Saturday. Uh, it'll be Casper Rude versus Holger Rune, and Casper Rude will will secure the dub. Casper Rude is it spelled R U D E? R U U D. R U U D. Let's go. This is our first tennis bet, and so JP, if this hits, expect mm. something from your Venmo. All right, this is huge. <laughs> it's big. Holger just beat Djokovic, so he's about to have a fall-off match. I love it. I love a come-up. I love a better fall-off. Let's go. (laughs) Fitz? Trying to to figure out who's pitching Friday. But I think I'm just going to go with it. So, flying flying to Minnesota for a a follow-up interview. And I'm thinking I'm going to bring good luck for the Twins. So Ooh. we'll take the Twins on Friday over the Angels. Wow. Let's go. Okay. I don't know if Otani's pitching. Good luck That's the only interview. problem. I was like, yes. if, oh, yeah, thank you. I thought Otani might be pitching. I'm like, that might be, that might screw us. But oh, we'll take a chance. We'll take a wow. chance. Wow. Take a chance. Bold move. It's going to bring you good luck. Good luck in the interview, like JP said. Good vibes of that pick. I'm here for it. All right. I'm going to take it. Playoff. We hate it. I love playoff picks. Give me Canes. Canes to win Saturday against Florida Panthers. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. Easy, easy <laughs> money here. Easy money. We're about to buy a mansion. Jimmy Butler, watch out. All right. Um, now we have a random question, JP, and then, and then the show's done, and we can't thank you enough for your time here. Uh, if you have a random question, awesome. feel free. You can shout it out here, or, or you can depend on one of us to give you a random question. And it could be anything. Anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll depend okay. on one That's of you fair. guys right now. That's fair. Boys, you got one? If not, mm. I can think of one real quick. Ooh. This is more random than our uh, betting picks, by the way. This is like – our bets are kind of spur of the moment, but maybe a little bit pre, pre-determined. Yeah. We never think of a random question. It, it's very it's very spur of the moment. Here you okay. go. I, I, got, I, got, right. I got something. Um. This has to do with the English language, oh, kind of. I like it and literature. So, how do you <laughs> or just language? Yeah. How do you how do you say how do you say C Y C L E? Cycle. Okay. Now, how do you say B I C Y C L E? Bicycle. <laughs> Why? You know. <laughs> It's not bicycle. Bicycle. But it's not. Bicycle. I'm going to start saying bicycle. 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 (laughs) English is tough, man. I don't know. Can we start a movement of that? Bicycle? Bicycle picks. Bicycle. 
Yeah, because what do you say when you Maybe say uh, put an RE in front of cycle? Recycle. How do you say that word? Recycle. Yeah, yeah recycle. Man. What about a TRI? Tricycle. Tricycle. Yeah, I don't know. Tricycle. That's weird. That's a very weird one. Yeah, that's a weird one. That was more of a yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. It was just yeah. That's not really like I guess a random. That's just like a random thought. I like the random thought though. It's good. No. Yeah. I'll tell you one. All right. If you could get rid of any major sport, all its history, all its famous athletes. Are gone with done dead. Put them through a table. Mm. Oh, geez. What major sport are we getting rid of? Oh, that's that's tough. That's terrible. Um, mm. what, what like just, what, what are the major sports? So we'll say the the four main professional ones. So like NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. Then we'll get you know we'll say soccer. We'll throw soccer in there because obviously it's the biggest sport. So in the I world. can't I can't say bowling. No, bowling doesn't count. Uh, we'll allow tennis. tennis be, it'd popular. be so sad to get rid of forever the who you are, I am, or whatever. Who do you think you are? I am. It'd be so sad to get rid of that. But, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start us off. Yeah, I'm just okay. going to do it. Sorry, guys. MLB, you're out. I, it's, it's too quick, too air. It's, it's too slow. Oh, I mean, no. you throw a, a stick oh. at a ball. I mean, watch cricket. <laughs> cricket would take that place easily. <laughs> All right, sorry, MLB. Oh man, oh man. You're right. I, I I'm with you. It, it's a boring game to watch. I just I I can't do it. It's fun to play, sure, but yeah, Tim, I'm America. with you. I'll drink that tea it's with America's you. America's pastime. Nah, who cares? I can't get on. Yeah, I would. I I would third that. I think baseball baseball can go. It doesn't oh, really serve man. much of a purpose other than something to do on the weekend every now and then. We need to get this trending. <laughs> That's the best I mean, one. I just, I just got MLB. <laughs> I got MLB. The show was my graduation gift from me to me, and I'm having a blast. Yeah. So I, I resent that that answer. <laughs> well, then what would you pick, Evan? You better not say <laughs> That's hockey. What I'm trying to think, man. I love sports. No, I don't want to get rid of hockey. Thank you. Um, because I might move to Minnesota, and that's all they've got there. So, um. <laughs> The boy Tevin's a soccer. Soccer, He's getting... man. Tevin Jones. Yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah. That's wow. the most That's international sport. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Tevin would say soccer. It's the yeah, most popular like, sport in the like world. Burning a library. That would be like a lot of history just <laughs> mm. gone. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Oh. Canceling soccer is like burning a library. <laughs> there's there's like the that. title of the episode. Purge it with fire. All right, Evan, what, what, what you got? You got yeah, that was got, well, that uh, was I feel like I'm missing too. a major sport. I'm just missing one. I'm thinking of like an Olympic sport that I want to just axe. Just about... running. Let's get rid of running altogether. No, oh, no, geez. no, no. What about I was a cross country <laughs> runner? Can't do that. <laughs> mm. You got this, buddy. Day. I hate I hate I hate to say this, but because because JB talked about it, but I'm gonna say swimming. Mm. Michael wow. Phelps is. Wow, so you don't want to see the Michael Phelps yeah. moment. No Michael Phelps, no Mark Spitz. Um, it's just done. Wow. Yeah. Oh. All the swimming. 
Brutal. Yeah, that's Brutal. a savage moment right there. Swimming is recreation only. There's no competitive swimming. One of the most decorated athletes of all time. And you just <laughs> you just poofed him. You just Thanos snapped him. Just <laughs> done. Oh, hey. Great episode, boys. And uh, JP, we can't thank you enough, dude. We, we wish you the best of luck in the future. And anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. And hopefully we can chop it up in the future. But uh, anything you want to shout out, Instagram Live's popping off on Tuesday nights. Don't know if you want to give those an extra plug. Yes, we would definitely like to shout out Push Up Tuesdays on my Instagram Live page at jhuffy34. Taylor Lewan is my co-host. And we are prepping for hopefully our biggest week ever next week if we can land the great k adams which i think we're we're gaining track check out the the instagram live i love it i love it dude we can't thank you enough for hopping on beautiful people out there in the world have a great week and we'll catch you guys next week bye our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure (laughs) for once you have Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. We would we would be the bad boys of Little League. I'm telling you now. <laughs> we would beat the tar out of the other team. I'm just going to go out and say it. Joey Chestnut has to be on the pub. Has to be. Pub we have an Jay Gray on in a minute. Has to be. Matt's dead. How's the journey? Man, I'm going to get real dead. Matt died. Devin's dying. We're all a little soft and misunderstood. Just be real honest. Get Luke Combs. I was begging for Luke Combs not too long ago. We'll get Luke Combs on here. I challenge Luke. I think I can actually beat him in shotgunning a beer. Uh, If he thinks he's got the cojones to come on and try, then by all means, Luke, bring it on. That's the intro. You just hit my promo for me, James. I love it. I I like the John Moran Ray gun you got there.